Hi, and welcome back to another episode of In the Thick of It. I'm Hunter, and I am, like always, in the thick of it. Uh, This is a podcast where I just talk about whatever the fuck I'm watching or playing. And didn't do a whole lot of playing. Played more of Fortnite, like I did last week. Although, speaking of last week, I do want to circle back around a little bit uh, to the movie I watched for last week, which was Bubba Hotep. I feel like I didn't really give that film its due diligence um, because I was literally recording that in a hurried like fashion because I woke up late for work. I had to get something out to meet my deadline, which, by the way... Third episode, already broke that deadline, baby. That's how you know I'm a professional. Um, I still think Bubba Hotep is very fun. I haven't watched it since I watched it uh, for that episode. <laughs> oh, God, Hunter. Um, I should note that I watched that at like 2 a.m. Which isn't really a good time to be watching movies, truth be told, because then by the time I was done, I was watching it on Tubi too, the weirdest streaming service ever made by man. Uh, so there were like a bunch of commercial breaks and oh my God, Tubi's commercial breaks are so long, dude. Like, had to swallow spit. Hopefully the camera... Camera? Camera, Hunter? Camera? My God, dude. It's a microphone. Get your fucking head in the game! Um, Yeah, the Tubi's commercial breaks are so, so long. Like, more than a minute. Uh, And they are very... Frequent, I would say like maybe every 10 or 20 minutes, which for like a 90 minute movie is very noticeable and it adds like quite a bit to that runtime. But, you know, the movie was still very fun. I was surprised it wasn't as like it was comedic, of course, uh, purely by concept alone and by like various things that were happening in it. But it wasn't like, oh, gut-bustingly funny or, like, it wasn't super self-referential. It knew what it was, of course. It's still Elvis and Black JFK fighting a zombie mummy in, like, redneck, like, attire. Like, it's still fucking silly as hell. But it, there was a bit of like sadness in it because it is about growing old uh people like forgetting about you not really having much left like being forgotten by your own family living with the regret of your own life um but you know at the end of the day it is 
fat old Elvis fighting a redneck mummy, a Bubba Hotep. Like, but I still think it was very, very fun. Like I said last time, like Bruce Campbell, mwah, very good in that movie. Very, very good Elvis impression too. Um, I have been reading more of his book. I read like 75 pages last night. Um, I'm hoping to actually give a full review on this podcast when I eventually finish it, but oh my God, it's wonderful. I got through the chapters of his experience filming and crafting evil dead and more spit swallowing. And it is just a fascinating read. Uh, they suffered so much to make that movie. And while I wouldn't call the first Evil Dead, like, an amazing film, uh, in terms of independent, like, filmmaking, it is, like, an unbelievably important piece of cinema. Just through, like, a story of true resilience and passion. Just, oh my god. Um, I really do recommend Bruce Campbell's first book. Uh, if Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. Uh, it really is wonderful. It's inspiring. There are, you know, of course there are, like, it talks about the bad side of, like, pursuing, like, a career in film, specifically an actor, because an actor, oh my god, you have to go through so much shit to actually make a living as an actor, especially if you want to get into the Screen Actors Guild. Like, it is... Just so, so fucking crazy. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I still have like 200 plus pages to go, which after last night, it's really not that bad. I really need to just sit down and like read it, like just really go through it. I might do this after like I edit this podcast because I'm literally just recording this and then just throwing it out. As soon as I'm done. Because I want to get this done. Because I don't want to miss next week's deadline either. It's just... I have a job. And the job is getting so fucking stressful. So rage inducing. I have gotten so fucking angry. Working at the place that I work. I'm not going to say where I work. Because that is a very stupid thing to do. And you should never, ever, ever fucking do that. If you work in a public like setting uh because it's not good your employers can find it but also it's just not information you should necessarily be sharing but i will say i do have to work with customers because it is a retail style job and it is such a pain in the fucking ass dealing with some of these people and I know on things like Kuma and Kuma Present, my Twitter, some of my reviews, I do sometimes call them off as like a cynic. And sometimes I do have a somewhat cynical mindset and I do like playing the part of a cynic just because sometimes I think it's fun. Uh, like if if you're jokingly negative, like to the point where it's not annoying, like the people around you, like you're you're in on the joke and you're not being overly intrusive of being like a dickhead. Like it's fine, but like you have to try so hard. You actually make me angry. And these customers have been finding wonderful ways to do it. I don't want to go too deep in it, into it because 
that's a whole fucking thicket of its own, and I don't want to be ensnared by that fucking thing. So we'll just move on. I still love Bubba Hotep. I still love Bruce Campbell's book. I'm looking forward to going through it more. Uh, I'm looking, I really want to go through some of Bruce Campbell's like other work. I didn't know he was in Maniac Cop. Uh, so I kind of want to see that. Same with Sam Raimi's uh, stuff. I've seen a lot of Sam Raimi movies, but I haven't seen like a lot of his, I guess I want to say pure films. Like ones like he had complete control over or like a lot of his older stuff, I guess. Because I've seen shit like Oz the Great and Powerful, which, oh boy, uh, that's that's a fucking movie and a half. Let me tell you, I saw that shit in theaters. It's not great. Not his fault, of course. It's mainly through the faults of the script and the fact that James Franco is a little dickhead loser. Um, I've also never found Mila Kunis particularly engaging as an on-screen presence, but... That's neither here nor there, I guess. I think Seth Rogen played a monkey. I'd have to look into that one. I don't feel like pulling it up. But uh, during the week, I actually watched Smiling Friends, the TV show created by uh, Michael Cusack and Zach Hadel um, for Adult Swim. I... Never actually fully watched the pilot. I wanted to. I just never did. I think, or maybe I did. I don't know. This was like last year. I think it was like April Fool's Day. Um, but I've always liked Psychic Pebbles' stuff. Not all of it, of course. Like, um, because I've known him since he was like a Newground slash YouTube animator, and you know, I loved his type of stuff, like high school early college, really that entire crew. I've always kind of like, you know, uh, like him, Oni, I used to like Stamper, uh, Rice Pirate, like, you know, that whole, that whole crew, because I used to really like that style of like humor and animation. I still kind of do, but like the edgier aspects, uh, don't really click with me as much anymore, but I've always thought Zach was an incredibly talented person. Michael Cusack, I'm not as familiar with, truthfully. I actually got him confused with Sick Animations, which they are completely different people. Uh, Sick Animations stuff is something. It's stuff I've laughed at, but it is something. Um, But I have seen Rick and Morty Bush World Adventures, which Michael Cusack was like, the lead guy on... I mean, of course, animation's a collaborative effort, so he like he and Zach have worked with, like, tons of people to actually make this project a reality. But it is still, in a sense, like, they're babies. Like, they're, they are the creators, and they have the most hands-on, like, experience with the, with the product. But that's where I know Michael Cusack from. Uh, Zach, I've always known just because I've always kind of been a fan. Uh, Smiling Friends is excellent. I watched all of it when it dropped on HBO Max uh, a few days after it dropped because it dropped on February 9th. It aired last month and it was supposed to only be two episodes, but they just dropped the whole fucking series in one go, which I would have loved to see, but I don't have cable. 
So there wasn't really a way for me to actually watch it. Uh, so I opted, and you know, there of course there are ways I could have watched it. I could have watched it on fucking Kiss Cartoon or whatever shitty malware-infested torrent website had it up. My dog's laying on a jacket. Good for you. Um, I like I don't. Like, I don't know. I opted to just wait because I already have HBO Max. I can wait. These episodes are like 11 to 15 minutes each. I think, at least going off the top of my head, there's only eight episodes. Whatever. Uh, It shattered all my expectations, even knowing what I knew because of all the clips I've seen. Because it's impossible to escape from Smiling Friends at the moment. You see one YouTube video about it, like either a clip through Adult Swim or like a review... You get recommended shit like Smiley Freds, but it's just Glep. Smiley Freds, but it's just the boss. The worst type of YouTube video I think you could possibly be recommended when it comes to a fucking animated property. But they do well. Uh, and, you know, because of that, like, it just also just shows how popular the goddamn cartoon is right now. Just crack the fuck out of my middle finger. That felt okay. I'm probably going to get arthritis at some point in my life. But you know, it is what it is. Who gives a shit? I'm 27. That's a, that's a, that's a 50 year old hunter problem. Maybe just did the same thing with the index finger. You know, live and let live. Live, live alive. That's a, they're remaking that game for the Nintendo Switch. Might get it. Looks fun. Not really a fan of the... Octopath Traveler kind of style with the the sprite work on like really bloom infused like 3D-ish voxel. Are they voxels? It's weird. It's like 3D, but it still uses like pixel art. It's weird. I'm not, I'm more, I don't like the shading and the bloom and shit, but it looks very good still. It doesn't bother me as much as most people. Anyways, back to Smiling Friends. Um, I love... Smiling Friends. All eight episodes. I think it's wonderfully written, extremely funny, really well animated. I was actually listening to some interviews. I haven't listened to the the Michael Cusack solo one, but I did listen to the one with him, Zach, and the one with just Zach um, during the timeline of Smiling Friends coming out to release. Uh, I think the, uh, it was on a podcast called The Crate Unknown. Um... And they were just talking about like the creative processes, what it was like working on it. The entire season, like the whole budget, according to Zach, was like roughly around the same as one episode of Family Guy, which is amazing to me, given how much they were able to actually get done and how well the show, like how great the show like looks. All the background elements are like super detailed and brimming with life. So much color, so many little references. There's a fucking reference to Polybius in the first episode. It's crazy. And like there's a, like Harry Partridge, which is another Newgrounds YouTube era animator that I, I've known for like a while because of like Saturday Morning Watchmen and Professor Bees or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, literally animated a character. I think his name was Mip. And it's the fucking... Uh, oh my god. It's 
it's either it's Ralph Bakshi, I think it is. The uh Lord of the Rings like animated movie. Completely in that style and it looks beautiful. They were able to utilize their budget so well. And listening to some of the interviews like Zach saying like a lot of shows and like cartoons and stuff like that don't really know how to use their budget properly. They knew exactly where each cent of that budget was going to go into the show and it is it shows. It's Oh my god. It's so, so good. It also kind of made me realize why I like violent stuff in cartoons as opposed... In terms of comedy as opposed to something like... um, Like a movie. Like a live action movie. Because... I'm actually very squeamish when it comes to like blood, like overly detailed guts and stuff like that. Smiling Friends does it perfectly to where it's not like it's detail but it's not detailed to the point where it's like it kind of made me like squeamish and like sink into my chair like a little baby uh because stuff like metalocalypse and like super jail have done that and i don't like oh i i've never liked super jail but that I've never liked that aspect of Metalocalypse, like the overly detailed, like gory, like stuff, even though a lot of it can be fun and they do interesting kills and stuff like that. It just always made me like, it's always made my asshole pucker up. It's basically what I'm saying. Not smiling friends though. For some reason it clicked with me and it might be because they don't do like the over the top gore too much. Like it's in like, a few episodes. Uh, one that immediately springs to mind is the final episode. I believe it was called Charlie Dies and He Doesn't Come Back. Uh, where Charlie just fucking dies. I don't know. It, it just... It might be because it's not close either. That might be it. Like, it's just one and done. Like, oh, like, squished by a treat. Done. Cut to the next scene. Cut to Mike Soclasa and James Rolfe screaming in hell. Which I was a treat to see, two of them. Mike Soclasa was in the first episode. He was Desmond. But, oh my god, it's just so funny. Like, there are so many, like, little jokes. Uh, like, so much dry humor. Like, so many of the background gags just work so well. I'm a big fan of screaming in terms of comedy when it's really quick. Uh, that's why, like, the episode where Shrimp is, like, one of my favorites because of David Firth. I think that's his name. He's the guy that made Salad Fingers. Uh, the scream he does for Shrimp is just, oh, it's so short, but it's so visceral and loud. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Um, if you haven't seen Smiling Friends, I really would recommend it. Zach and Mike and their entire team just did such an amazing job, and I was so happy to see that it was getting a season two. Uh, I, I'm glad it is. I think adult swim would have been like really stupid not to do it. Um, I'm glad that like creative people and genuinely talented creative people are getting the opportunity to actually showcase what they can do and have their art, and their ideas like pushed forward into the forefront for all the world to see. And it's getting such a genuinely good reaction. Uh, it makes me so happy to see that. Um, 
it was worth the wait. And I can't wait to see season two. I might, I might rewatch, like, I could see myself, like, rewatching a ton of episodes, too. Like, oh my god, it's just so good. It's just so good. But, uh, other than that, that, I haven't really been doing much. I'm looking forward to King of Fighters 15. I have the Omega Edition uh, pre-ordered. Pre-ordering is always kind of iffy, but I saw enough gameplay that made me excited. I heard the betas were good. Plus, I'm a sucker for collector's editions if it's for a thing I like. A lot of times, I'm not paying for the digital stuff. I want stuff like art books because I really like art books. I like flipping through them. Uh, I like seeing design processes and all that. Uh, I like getting the soundtracks, even though I legitimately do not have a thing to play soundtracks in. My computer doesn't have a fucking disk drive. I could easily just buy a new disk drive. I don't know why I don't. Um, I don't know. King of, I like King of Fighters. I want to get good at it. I was I played a lot of King of Fighters 14. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just like it. I really like it, and I'm very much looking forward to it. Whenever it comes out. I mean, it comes out on the 17th, but I pre-ordered my shit online because I'm a dumb baby that likes physical media. So I'm going to be waiting a little bit more for my game to get shipped to my house. It sucks, but it is what it is. I can wait a bit more. Motherfuckers that pre-ordered the goddamn digital version are already playing it. They've been playing it since Valentine's Day, the bitches it's not fair but uh that's about it for me i will see you guys next week hopefully on a tuesday i want to make this a tuesday thing shit just got just got in the way so please subscribe